Hi, this is Hubert's podcast. I'm Hubert. North America. North America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're doing this celebration of um, last month, uh, uh, Filipinos uh, Heritage Month. October. I don't know if Canada has the same one, but obviously you can you can join them. You know, piggyback on piggyback on ours, Ron. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I've got uh, two of my friends from Cloudera, Marlo and Ron. Marlo, can you give yourself a introduction? Sure, Marlo. This, this, this is an audio yeah. podcast, by the way, not not a visual okay. video. All right. Well, that's that's cool. So, hey, first of all. Hubert, thank you for inviting me and Ron. Um, always a pleasure mm -hmm. to get together, uh, talk and catch up. And um, yeah, so I'm Marla Carrillo. I live in New Jersey, uh, Bergen County, a town called Glen Rock. So very close to Manhattan. In fact, you know, I can drive to middle of Manhattan from my house on a Sunday with no traffic in 30 minutes. And sometimes I make it you know, before that, try to catch all the tolls, the right time, the lights, you know, it's kind of like a challenge. So yeah, it's, um, you know, I, um, been living here a while, uh, lived in New Jersey most of my life. I have a family, you know, I have, a, my daughter's a sophomore in college. My son is a senior in high school. So I'm going to be out of money soon because colleges <laughs> in, uh, in the U S are pretty expensive. Wow. So I've been in the, um, you know, uh, big data analytics space for the last, uh, I would say, um, 13, 14 years. So the reason I know you, Hubert and Ron, is we all, you know, joined Cloudera in, um, you know, uh, 2014, 2015, 16. Um, and, um, you know, so that shaped like our career, you know, where we're uh, right now, Ron and myself, and Ron will introduce himself. We, we work for Databricks. So um, the nice thing about it is a lot of um, ex-Cloud errands there as well. So it's like going back home. Uh, so I worked with Cloud Era, left there, then went to AWS for a little bit, right? Just I was just curious about like how these hyperscalers, how they operate, uh, and then joined Databricks from there. So um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the podcast, see where, where it takes us. Cool. And uh, yeah, um, uh, thanks for uh, again. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I'm glad glad you can make it. What about what about you, Ron? Yeah. So yeah, thank thanks for the invite here, um, Ron Guerrero. I'm a solutions architect. I've been born and raised here in Toronto, so lived Toronto all my life. I was in Canada, and a similar story to Marlo. Been in the big data space for about 14 years or so. You know, IBM, Cloudera, now Databricks. And uh, this funny story, like at Cloud Era, like looking out for like a fellow Filipino, I saw Marlo there, like, hey, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, man? Uh, so, so few of us. So definitely these friendships to cherish and, uh, you know, glad that we're, we're still in contact to this day. So yeah. good to, to see you guys both, you know, today's call. <laughs> yeah. Ron, I haven't talked to you in quite a while. I think we, we email each other every now and then. Yeah. But um, so I'm gonna throw my questions at you first. Because, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no worries. All good. Uh, I haven't talked to you in so long. But yeah, you actually answered one of my questions. Was that were you born here, or did you uh, did you immigrate? So you you were born in 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 Toronto, in Canada. Um, are you first generation, like uh, like Al Domingo, or 
or is yeah the first generation? My, my, my parents both came in 1970, um, you know, separate travels and tales getting to the city. They actually met in Toronto and, you know, brought everyone over, their sisters, brothers, you know, Lola, Lolo, everyone. And uh, yeah, they eventually met and, and they had me. So always known to Canada. I've been to the Philippines once, but uh, pretty mm. much always Canada. Cool, cool. Um, what kind of like, so your your parents are full-blood Filipino and immigrated here. Uh, what kind of like cultures do they bring in 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 Toronto? Because, you know, I'm, I'm not from Toronto. I don't live in Canada. All I know is that it's super cold, right? Because um, <laughs> uh, when I grew up, the people were having like lechon and yeah. like a lot of parties outside, you know, like what, what, what kind of uh, culture did you bring in? Uh, did they bring in, the, in Toronto? Yeah, so there was actually a tight knit Filipino. Actually, there still is a tight knit Filipino community here in Toronto. So even though there were so few of them back in the seventies, they all found each other. A lot of them they came from the same village in the Philippines. Mm. Family, friends, neighbors, and so we would have like outings every weekend. You know, go to the park and exactly as you said, bring the chon or the pancit or palabok or whatever. And so very much immersed in the Filipino culture, you know, we would also have those block rosaries and, you know, yeah. you hang out with everybody. So it's still very much immersed in, you know, our background. The unfortunate thing is I never really did learn Tagalog, but uh, you know, growing up, it was very much, you know. That's but you know all the bad words, right? We do know the bad words, yes. Or when, <laughs> when they're talking about us, right? So, when yeah. you know, what happens. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Well, um, how did you get into tech? Where, where did you have that the pressure of becoming a doctor or a lawyer, or like taking advantage of being like first generation Filipino in uh, Canada? Surprisingly, there was no pressure on on myself or my brother. So my brother's also in tech as well. Um, it just was odd. Like in the early '80s, you know, I like video games and I thought computers were cool. So I thought, hey, you know, it's kind of my future. It's going to be something in computers. But it just so happens in my dad's uh, family, everyone except him were uh, in the, the field. So my aunt, she worked in the New York City Transit. <laughs> she was working on the mainframe systems there. Oh. And uh, my other aunts and uncles, they were all working at the bank, you know, on, on the systems on that side. So it just so happened my brother and I fell into this. And, you know, I think it's, we like to troubleshoot things and computers are uh, a place where you'll, you do lots of troubleshooting. <laughs> Nice, nice. Um, I'm gonna switch to you, Marlo, because yeah. you have a little bit of a different story, right? You were you immigrated yeah. here, correct? Yeah, I did. So, you know, when you were telling your story, Ron, I'm like, it brought me back to my childhood, right? So, I was born in the Philippines, in Malabon, in Manila. So, um, there, my story is like, okay, you know, my parents um, left me and my older brother. He's like two years older than me. When I was um, when when I was two two years old, right, um, and I didn't see them until they they sent for us to America, you know, when I was twelve years old. So you know, I had little memory of how they actually looked like physically. Obviously, we would like you know talk on the phone, write letters, send pictures, send. Uh, uh, but like buying boxes, I still remember mm -hmm. like those are like, I might mm -hmm. as well, it's like Christmas times 1000, right? 
because opening up the the balik buying box from the u.s the whole my whole cousins like hundreds of them right know it's coming they would shepherd it down the the narrow street this like brown box with with our names <laughs> in it right and it's huge it's like a procession right and it's like you know it's part of the most prized procession well protected no one can you know if you try to steal that you're not going to succeed right you're going to find yourself in the bottom of the river somewhere right because we look forward to that like you know and when we open it it's like all the stuff that that's um the american dream like m ms right uh it's <laughs> like that like jeans t-shirts and you know uh we would distribute that obviously i'm gonna take me and my brother will take you know our lion's share but we would distribute that to all our you know dozens of not hundreds of cousins and and what an experience what a treat right it's like you know it, it's like out of that box comes the american dream right yeah. because it's like i love what i love that analogy it's great <laughs> what is that how do they have so much of that right you know like is that even possible are they like billionaires over there right <laughs> um and so that you know like you know years went by the reason why my parents left us right huge sacrifice i can never do that to my kids just that um they had to bootstrap you know yeah they gotta start somewhere they can't have us with them while they're working trying to figure out how to survive how to establish themselves here i can never do that to my kids yeah but they did right they sacrificed so each generation especially the first ones sorry about that um you know imagine that sacrifice right so when they finally figure it out right so they had a network of filipino families that that were able to make that journey like we we call them astronauts right they came here with, with nothing who knows like if they're gonna land somewhere you know live or had to set back right but somehow life finds a way, right? They they managed to find the 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 family that was like really, you know, awesome enough to and kind hearted enough to like, hey, this is how you have to do it. This is how you get started, right? Get bootstrapped. And you know, my my mom was able to find, you know, whatever job she can get. My dad was able to do the same. Of course, they live in a family with this house, other um you know, Filipinos, you know, getting to the U.S. So they're probably in the house with like, you know, four or five families, small house, two bedroom, doesn't matter, right? So mm -hmm. they need that like bootstrap. They need that, you know, that spark or that that entry that says, okay, you know, I get this job, save this money, get the next job, right? So they're finally able to like, you know, save enough to, you know, um, imagine that, buy a freaking house, you know, in mm -hmm. New Jersey, like, can never do that today. The prices here are ridiculous, right? Um, yeah. And they were able to send, like, when the news comes, like, yeah, we're ready to to get, you know, send for you. You know, you can come to us now, right? Yeah. You know, and uh, I remember, like, when we heard that news, like, you know, my grandparents raised me, and I was always with tons of people in the Philippines, my cousins, you right. know, that's the difference between here and there. It's like everyone's out and about, you know, like, all, all, all matters of ours, right? So I always had people around me, dozens, if not, you know, multiple dozens. I have so many 
you know, all, all hours of the day, I'll be playing cause a lot of people. And then, I, you know, me and my brother heard the news. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know uh, how to, how to uh, react to this, right? It's like, there's that magical land where all this, this, this magical Balik buying box has all those things in it. But am I ready to leave like all my friends, right? My grandparents that raised me, my cousins, my, my titas, you know, my titos, right? So it's kind of like, you know, we were, we were like sad, but excited at the same time. So I remember the journey here, right? So first time me and him went on the plane, uh, traveled uh, from Manila airport to JFK. <laughs> so here's what I learned. People are freaking awesome. They're nice, right? Me and my brother, like, in that plane, you didn't really speak that much English. We're just, hey, you know, I told them we're on our own, right? We got to, like, you know, we got to look after each other, right? We don't know what's going on. But people notice, like, you know, when the, when the food comes around, we didn't know if it was free. Like, we don't know what to do. Like, hey, we, we can't get that. I don't have any money, right? We don't know what to do. But you know what people do? They help you. They realize that there's two... There's two kids in the plane. They obviously don't know what's going on. And I still remember like two, like oh, the couple, they freaking took us under their waist. Like they told them, they said, yeah, these two, what do you want? Like, you know, like, you know, here are your choices. Like, yeah, give them that, give them, you know, give them this, give them water, give them like, hey, you want Coke, give them that. It's like, you know, they, be, they become a parent, like a temporary parent. Imagine strangers, right? So that's like our first experience. Like that, you know, I wish I remember what they what they look like, where they are, you know, how they ended up. It's just like, you know, it's like they just noticed that. And there's people, right? That's so like faith in people, right? So um when we when we landed at JFK, it was snowing. <laughs> we never seen uh -huh. snow, right? And we're like, where are we? You know, it's like, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore, basically, right? And then I remember like getting out of the gate. Not knowing really like what our what my mom and dad look like, basically seeing it in picture, but in person, like you never know. Like, you know, and in JFK, if you ever been that airport, the international, um, um, the international arrivals, there's like hundreds of people with signs and stuff, right? Because probably on the same boat, and it's like when we got out there, it's like hundreds of people, like who's our pet, who's who's mom and dad, right? Let's take a guess, right? And then we finally saw them. You know, so we became a family once more, right? And I remember, like, you know, they're, they're so proud to, like, you know, to show us, like, what they built, like, the house we were in, the, the car they have. It was, like, a Scott, Buick Skylark, right? And nice. I'm like, whoa, you know, this is, like, this is awesome. So, you know, and um, and our journey is, like, okay, now you have to live in this new new world, right? So, you know, and then again, my experience is amazing. Like, you know, well, I remember the first time I went to to the school and all the kids, every single one of them were so freaking welcoming, right? You know, it's like, and I, I spoke a little English, not much, but then they would, you know, they, they took me on as like, just like anyone else, hey, oh, don't worry about it, right? We'll, we'll teach you the, the culture, we'll teach you the language, and that's exactly what happened, right? You know, and it's, it's amazing. So imagine doing that. You know, being being where I am, my family, my 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 wife, my kids, going from you know that part of like the, our family like um, tree to where we are now. It's like when when you Ryan, when you're telling me the story, you know, it's like uh, my kids have it 
so so much better than I had it so much better than my parents. So I, I think that's the lineage, right? You you move the next generation forward, you give them the opportunity so that they don't have to start from, you know, um, from scratch, right? Hopefully you move into second base, right? Hopefully you, the next one moves to third base and then you just keep that, you know, you, you keep that um, uh, process rolling, right? Because you want to score runs all the time, right? You want to like, hit singles in there and then, um, you know, try to raise your kids to, to, you know, to know, like, you know, that's, that's kind of like how it went. Right. And, and, and how fortunate you are. Don't ever forget it. Right. So that you can, you can pay it forward. So, you know, that's kind of like my story, but then how I got into tech, right. Mm -hmm. and my, my parents had a, uh, like a, um, convenience store in Jersey city. Mm. Right? I was like a teenager and I worked at cashiers, right? I worked the lottery machine. I was good at it. And then this, um, this person was uh, a customer, right? And he asked me, he's like, Hey, uh, what would you like to do? Like, you know, I, that's great that you are helping your parents in the, in the store, but what would you like to do? I'm like, I don't know. Like, because and, and yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't thought of it that way because, well, I, um, that's my company over there, like across the street, Academy bus tours, right? They run, and if you look at them, they're like a huge company, right? They they probably manage thousands of of buses, right? Because well, if you want to work, if you want to see like where you know you can help, right? In, in this company, so he hired me. That's kind of like working around the office. And then one day there was a um, they had a system called Novell Netware, right? So that's how they book all of their bus like schedules. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and, and the guy that, and the, uh, the engineer who's like, who built the system, you know, he go, Hey, Marlo, you want to, you know, you're interested in this stuff. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like a network of computers, right. People yeah. working on that, uh, that computer with green screen. Right. But somehow they're talking to one another, right. Printing out stuff. Right. So I started off as like making sure that the, the printers are working, changing cartridges, because that's how they they do the orders for the buses, right? And I'm like, this technology is freaking awesome, right? And so he taught me like, hey, okay, sit sit over here, get over here. Like, this is what netware is, right? It's a network, right? This is like, this is how you you uh, access records, how you update it. It's where it's stored. So then I progressed to like changing the uh, the tapes, the backup tapes, and that's when I was hooked up to like this technology is pretty cool, right? It's like it runs the company. Right, and it's like a network of computers, mm. and everyone's doing their their work there, and everything in a single goal, which is to it's really like a logistics. Imagine that, right? It's like yeah, you know, like the first computer <laughs> logistics for a major operation, right? That's how I got hooked. So from there, um, he goes, okay, next, I'm gonna make you uh, like a uh, a backup administrator. So now you run the jobs, right? And like, oh, make sure you be careful and things like this. Mm -hmm. And then I became an admin where I now like, um, uh, I can, you know, onboard new users, delete the one people who left, do some troubleshooting, right? And then uh, I then I work with, um, I, I got to work with the owner of the bus company because he kind of like, hey, this young guy kind of like, hey, let me show you around, right? You know, let me show you how the, the company works. And he, I even like, he, he even like, Hey, you want to drive a bus? 
<laughs> you know, so <laughs> you know, I even drove one like you know on the the company party. So that's how I got hooked on it, right? So I like networking is pretty cool. Netware, like wow, that's awesome, right? Uh, and then from there, like I went to college, you know, I uh, I you know I minored in computer science. That's mm -hmm. uh, you know just uh, learning technology. And I remember going to college and they had Apple. Um, mm -hmm. They had actually the I think it's the Mac, right? The first Macs, right? Mm -hmm. yep. In college, so I was always in the computer room. And then after college, I, I um, um, you know, I got a, I went to this program called the Top Gun Top Gun program. So basically, it's like they it's like a like a head uh, headhunter created his own company where hey, I promise to to train you in this technology like a client server, but as a uh, you know. In return, after you graduate that program, we will place you in in companies, but we'll get like uh, you know no. we'll get like you know percentage of your your salary or whatever, right? And that was a that was a great um, uh, you know it's a great bargain, right? Because then you know I got to AT and T, right? You know uh, working on the clients you know client server software. I'm like that's how you get in the door, and from then it just progressed to the next one. You know, I work at my life, um, you know, because at and I knew somebody there. And, and now, like, after that, I went to Cloudera with a big data stack. So my point is, you never know how you get into the space, right? Because all it takes is that one moment in time where a person say, hey, what do you, you want to do? Hey, I work right there. You want to come? Mm -hmm. And then you see things like, you see, like, oh, I'm interested in that. And that's how it started. And uh but hopefully, like the new generation of Filipinos, we need more in the, in this space, right? Hopefully, they see like you know this is an interesting space, especially with large language models, right? Open, you know, uh, open AI, things like that, exciting things. I know my daughter, right? She goes to she's going to the University of Washington, so she's a sophomore in a sophomore year. She she got to the engineering school, but sophomore year she was able to apply and get her first uh, choice for a major, which is computer engineering, right? So <laughs> University of Washington is really have a good program, right? Because Microsoft is there, you know, they, yeah. they fund like some, you yeah. know, a wing, like there's a Paul Allen wing there. And it's a highly coveted, um, you know, uh, um, major, right? You know, like um, a specialization, a lot of like students. And, and I'm so happy that she got there because I told her, not only do we need more Filipinos in the space, we need more women, right? So, yeah. you know, it's like you have like, you know, take advantage of it. Like, you know, um, uh, you're going to love it. That's where the world is going. So, you know, and it's a lot of work. Like, you know, the, I see her, you know, what she's studying. Like, I can never, I can never pass that. You know what I mean? Like all those things. <laughs> so I'm excited about her get, getting into the industry, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think we need more. I think we need more. Filipinos as well as women in, in the agree. industry. So, yeah, that's just yeah, a, that's, uh, that's a long kind of like story. That uh, was a great one. It's a good story. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I love that story. I want to, I want to, there's so much there I want to talk about, but I, the first one I want to really kind of explain what Balik, um, Balik Bayan boxes are first for those who <laughs> yes. are familiar. Uh, yeah. And Ron, I'm sure you have a lot of uh, memories of like making these boxes. Uh, basically, um, these boxes are from, they, they can come from anywhere, but they're, they come from the people that have left the Philippines mm -hmm. and have gone to other countries to make money, right? 
Um, and it could be the U.S., it could be in Canada, it could be anywhere, right? Um, and the whole point of leaving the Philippines is to go out to make money and bring it back home. And that's what those Balikbalian um, boxes are for. I remember as a kid, like getting a really big box and saying, hey, uh, you, know, you know, my parents, my grandparents, like, we got to make one of these. We got to hurry up. Um, it's like, you know, one, two or like three uh, every six months or something. Even like every quarter, they we, we send one over. Um, it's basically all the stuff we don't want anymore. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you if you if you're going out of your pants or you know shirts and yeah. stuff, put it in the box, box. Like food, like like stuff that you can be shipped in the box, um, all that kind of stuff. So, if if you go in, your, if you, you know you're a Filipino kid and you see you go in your closet and you see like missing clothes that you're that you expect to see and like shoes uh, where did they go they I, I had no idea where my clothes were going because they were just disappearing yeah. <laughs> and they're, guess they're, what hubert yeah. yeah your so trash is somebody else's gold yeah right <laughs> yeah because you know and, and first of all like you know gently worn clothes right yeah clothes don't go bad right and then to see that in a box is might as well be off of like Saks Fifth Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all like how you envision the reality that you live in, right? So we we in the U.S., you know, have our own reality, right? You know, we treat objects, you know, differently than a person from another world, uh, you know, another class of world like Philippines would treat that same object, right? You know. Uh, and that's what the reality is. And one thing to say is like, you know, what I said, the box represents a dream, right? It's like, you know, ins- inspire, inspire whoever got something out of that box that says, that's what I want, right? I want to, you know, I want more of that stuff, right? And, and hopefully it's just a, uh, you know, a symbol that, you know, Filipinos are very resilient, right? We're dreamers, right? And we'll like, we'll, we'll go where opportunities are, but the big difference, and and I'm so proud of it, is that we never, we never forget about yeah. the people who are still there. And and in in one of the the ways we show we never forget you is that the Balik Bayan box will yeah. come, right? So, you know, I think it's just a metaphor for many things in our culture, right? Yeah, you know, it's um, I love the the story that you said about you know. The process that you had to go through to get to get here, like you, you your parents had to leave you, right? My parents had to leave me and my brother as well, and, and it's a weird thing, you know. When I got off the airplane, you know, and met my parents at the airport, I had no idea who they were. <laughs> I didn't recognize. Same thing. Them. Yeah. It was a weird feeling. Like I was standing standing next to them, and I was asking my grandfather, who's who's the one that uh, brought us over, where are my parents? You know, uh, yeah, I said it to God, Logan. They're like, they're right here, they're standing next to you. They're giving me hugs. They're giving me a jacket because yeah. I didn't have one. It was again, it was winter too. It was snowing. We didn't have jackets. You know, um, the 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 flight attendants had to wrap us up in their blankets when we were coming out of the airplane and bring us into the airport. Um, and that's that's how like real it was. You know what I mean? And and it's a struggle to, to really know how. The, the, the stories that you, you you hear of people leaving the Philippines and trying to get to America or Canada or wherever, they they really want to do that. They it's, it's really hard for them. In fact, I remember like housing as a kid in our basement. You know, 
a bunch of people that that uh, I had no idea who they were. <laughs> but these are people who were trying to make make it, you know, find get that bootstrapped into into uh, a new strange country, and it was hard. It was is hard for them. Some of them didn't make it. They had to go back. You know, they yeah. couldn't find mm -hmm. that that uh, that thing that got them to stay. You know, a lot of them, you know, would be here illegally because they couldn't, you know, they they couldn't find that one thing that'll help them bootstrap. Um, in you know, in, it's called TNT. By the way, we had a we have an acronym for it: Tago and Tago, right? That means yeah. hide and hide and seek. So yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a, a common plight, right? So you know, I'm sure Ron, you know, like in your area, families that probably went through the same thing. You know, uh, your your story is a little bit different, but I bet you it's the same, right? You know, like you you you're around that story, right? In in the beginning. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we're kind of one generation over. But, you know, same kind of deal. Parents coming over less than a hundred bucks in their pocket, you know, starting a new life, you know, and it all started with, you know, the, the, the older sister who made that trek across and exactly as you guys pointed out with yeah. the and, you know, sending whatever they can home and then doing as much as they can to bring people over, you know, to this side. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, did you, uh, did you house or you know, anybody in your basement for, for, do you remember doing that at all? So we yeah. didn't, so I, I didn't have to, luckily, but my aunt, as she brought everyone over, there was like 12 of them. Yeah. So a very large family. They're all in a, in a, in a uh, what do you call that? The duplex. Or, uh, mm. <laughs> so it, it was crazy. I mean, all the, the younger people in one room, you know, all the girls, you know, the boys in another room. So it's, it was tight, but people managed. <laughs> Yeah. It was always nice when we would see our, our, our Lola and the rest of the Titas and everyone, you know, for Sunday breakfast. It was always is your, uh, fun. Is your whole, uh, do you have any more relatives in the Philippines or is everybody here now? So pretty much everyone came over, both sides, um, yeah. my mom and my dad. Uh, we do have second cousins that are still in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. um, so my dad's first cousins are there. So we do have family over that we can visit but yeah pretty much our core family is already here yeah it's, it's funny the way that works right like one hat first your family comes over and then like your parents or somebody does all the work to try to get everybody else on both sides to come over right <laughs> and people like writing petitions people are writing their 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 senator or whoever it is you know trying to get um um some permissions to to get them to get them over it's uh it's actually a lot of work, you know, because the the backlog that the Filipino uh, government it's a big backlog of people trying to uh, to get it to come over. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear, like, uh, if there's uh, Ron in your in your in your case, like how 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 was it growing up Filipino in Toronto? Right? I mean, it, it couldn't have been too much different than like myself in ohio like it's in the middle of nowhere um you must have had a very small community first and then it grew later right yes 100 percent. so i i grew up in an, an area that was predominantly italian and greek so you know one of the few asians in my school so always felt different you know you look at i look at my skin i'm like wow i'm kind of dark compared to the rest <laughs> um so kind of felt a little bit on the outs um, that's why I always love seeing family, 
or going to those you know community events because you at least feel like you, you kind of belong. Still had very good friends, um, obviously, but uh, but yeah, you know you kind of feel on the outs, um, especially growing up. Had my brother. I mean, at least we were there together, and then the occasional Filipino that would come to our school and go to a Catholic school. So that's more likely for Filipinos to come over versus yeah. say, a public school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's always, always fun. Yeah. <clears throat> let me let me ask you this. Um, when you hear somebody speaking to Galog, do you think they are a friend of the families, or is it? Is it just, yeah. There's a lot of Filipinos in in Toronto now, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's the thing. Is well, even I don't know. I, I I find that Filipinos tend to have this warmth towards each other, at least. Mm -hmm. With the, the general vibe that it gets so sometimes it's like you, you know this person and they're like a friend of a friend or you know you, you chat as an example so yeah. i'm part of a dragon boat team and there are some you know uh, a bunch of filipinos had no idea who they were and then later on find out that they're the grandchildren of one of my my dad's you know really good friends so you see yeah. these weird connections and <laughs> so when i see a Filipino person there i'm like there's, there's got to be a connection somehow yeah yeah that's what i think too like what <laughs> there was a point there was a point in my life where whenever i heard the, the, uh, somebody speak to Galog, i already i automatically assumed they're a friend either a friend of the family <laughs> or in my family right? i just assumed so yeah. so when I went back to the Philippines and I had that mentality in my head, like everybody's talking different yeah. to Galog because everybody was about to be family, right? So, <laughs> so it was a weird it was a weird feeling. But I think that threshold when I when I when I when I've surpassed it re made me realize, oh, when I hear the Galog now, is it it is probably not somebody that I know or related because <laughs> right. the population of Filipinos has grown in, in your right. community so much so that you're, you're going to, you're going, every Filipino is not going to be somebody that, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it, right. You know, we, me, my older brother, so my younger brother was born here. So I can kind of like see the difference. Like when we first got here, when we were acclimating, went to school, we would still talk to Galog with, with mm -hmm. one another, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, like whenever we hear somebody talk to Galog, like when we're in like, like there's a store called Bradley's no longer there. I think it's like, you know, think of it as like Target, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever there's a family, like a aisle over speaking to Galog, it's like, oh, you know, like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. But then as years go on, right, we assimilated to the, the culture. And uh, I think Filipinos are great at that, right? We assimilate pretty well, right? We we learn the culture quickly. We we integrate, right? And I, I'm proud of that, right? Like we learn, you know, the language quickly, right? And unfortunately, because of that, you know, we forget like the original language. That's okay, right? Because if you go back to the Philippines, it's not going to hurt you. Everyone there speaks as a second language, right? So it's just a natural progression where, you know, I see it right now. If I if there's a, a case of a family or, you know, two two boys getting here for the for, for the first time, they'll probably be speaking Tagalog. You know, if I encounter them in an aisle somewhere, it's like, yeah, they probably just got here, right? Yeah. I know I know the plight. But those boys I would know, hey, give them five years, guess what? They're gonna be just like everyone else. Yeah. Because they, it's just they, it's so funny. You know? Um I, I know the exact moment when my, my, my parents realized that I'm not that Filipino kid anymore that was born in the Philippines. I, I remember this exact moment. And I'll tell you what, what when it was. It was a it was a karaoke night at some somebody's house, <laughs> right? 
And of course. Somebody, of course, of course. That's, that's where all like events yeah. happen in yeah. <laughs> you know, do a karaoke in somebody's house. And and um somebody had uh, uh Filipino music, you know, like in Tagalog. You had to yeah, read the Tagalog. They're, they're the so best, right? They told they told me to do it. Like oh, me. <laughs> I, mean, I, I knew Tagalog when I was growing up, but I couldn't read it. I could speak it. I didn't know how yeah. to read it. <laughs> so when I started reading it, I'll, I'll, I'm going to read it like it's English, like, you know, with like long A's. And yeah. and I remember the exact lines. Like it was take bow and take bow, like tak bow and tak bow, you know, like running, yeah. running. It was, it was somehow that was in the song. I don't know what, the, what song it was, but that was the exact line that I had to say. And you could see all like the elders, the Filipinos, the Filipinos, and they like fall off their chairs laughing, <laughs> like listening to me try to sing Tagalog, coming from in the Philippines, having known Tagalog right. for a very long time. Like, I still couldn't yeah. understand it. I yeah. can't understand it, but I can't speak it or, or, or right. read it, you know, and, and, and they realized me I had like an American accent already, and it was it was all it was all uh in a in a uh a weird change like a realization of like how much i've changed since uh since that since that moment so it was yeah it was weird it's in our blood to like adapt right yeah. we are adaptable we're everywhere right so everywhere i travel there's there's us and even in alaska there's more i think like i think it was just um um ketchikan right there's so many Filipinos. They're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know I mean? It's like too cold, man. I think you are the most you're more there's more Filipinos than natives here. You know, it's like, how did you like you know, how did you get here? We're we're basically like survivors. Like we you put us somewhere and we will figure it out, right? That's yeah. the same well, way that the people the in Ketchikan figure it out. It's like I how love, the hell did you get here? Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I love like, how that you know, that ties so much with technology too. Like having to like do technology you have to just like dig down and learn it dig down you know, learn it. It, reverse engineering learn the language right it's yeah. a language you have to learn right so, figure out how it works and yeah. then you could you could fix it from the inside you know this is yeah. so much like technology like especially with Tadera, we're all we're all well, from there you know being a solutions architect being thrown in at a, at a uh, you know um like billion customer. dollar company yeah. Yep. And to be expected to do to do magic and represent Cloudera, right? And we did. Yep. I was there. I, I remember that day when that happened, right? So I joined Cloudera. You know, I think we we're early on, so there's not formal like uh, boot camps, right? And for my, you know, for me, zero boot camp, right? So, <laughs> and I remember this day. It was, uh, you know, me and Jeff Shemaine, who I work with right now. Like I'm back with Jeff Shemaine. He was kind of oh, nice. like my mentor. Like um, hey Mal Hanani, right? Yeah. Uh, he goes, hey Marlo, uh, do you want to go to uh, you know, do you want to go Toronto, and shadow shadow Jeff? I'm like, okay, great. Yes, that was fun, right? And I opened a shadow Jeff. That's that's reasonable, right? So we <laughs> went to TV back. I think Rhonda's probably yeah. like you know you you know them. And then um, he left me the third day. He goes Marlo, you got this now, right? <laughs> so. You know, he was he was the man. He knew everything. He was the architect. He was drawing on on whiteboard with a customer and the customer was, mm-hmm, wow, mm, yep, yep, yep. And then he left. Hey, I gotta go. Mar, you know, Marlo's gonna take over. And I'm like, oh no. So what do we do? We we figure it out, right? That spent that night just reading through manuals and docs, and uh, try to anticipate the questions he's gonna ask you. 
it doesn't have to do, it has nothing to do with tech. It's, you know, it's that instinct to survive, right? To, to do whatever you, you got to do to, you know, to take care of it and then, you know, potentially thrive in it, right? To integrate, right? So um, I, I remember that. those things. You know, there's, there's a lot of those examples, at least, you know, where, was, where, where we were. And Ron, tell us, tell us your first time of being like thrown into the sharky waters. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. So coming from IBM, where you just deal with one solution problem, you know, one software to work with, and then Cloudera, like all what was like 13 or 17 projects we had to manage and you know mm -hmm. the stress of oh my gosh you know this is breaking or that's breaking and uh, how do they get them to talk to each other and yeah it's countless nights trying to play around set up a, a local environment mm -hmm. and test and debug and figure out how all this stuff works it was very stressful but yeah i mean at the end of the day we figured it out but i find it's like those times where we learn so much you know, better equipped us for the future jobs that we took, like yeah. you know, where we're at now. It did. It's great. Uh, yeah, it's just not just like jumping into the shark, like a, uh, a sharky waters. It's like you don't know how to swim yet a lot of yeah. the time. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're learning to swim and then you're like swimming away from sharks, right? At the same time. Yeah. But but I mean, that's what makes you strong, right? You know what I mean? And, I, and I, that's why I tell my kids, like, you know, those are the things that 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 will kind of like you know harden you, right? It's it's called grit, right? And that's yeah. something that that's hard to achieve with the modern comforts we have. You can't teach grit, unfortunately, right? And that's that's what you need, and uh, that's how you build this. Like you get thrown at the fire, right? And then like just you know, do what you gotta do to survive, and then you get that grit, right? And it's you know that's something that. You know, I, I know like my kids will probably take a, you know, don't have that. And that's okay, right? Again, move it forward, right? You know, like give them the, give them the luxury, give them the, the opportunity to have to worry about that and just like focus on the higher level stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, starting off like, like that, you, you're going to, you need to build it, right? Because that's the only way you're going to survive. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Is that what it's like at Databricks or, or somewhere? Uh, you know, it reminds me of when we, the good times at Cloudera, right? So yeah. and that's why I like it, right? And, and, and Ryan, you probably feel the same way. It's just, it's still like a manageable community. You know, we, we help each other out, right? And, and, you know, coming from AWS, you know, that, you're talking about hundreds of thousands, you know, of employees, right? And the massive, massive, massive scales, like hard to put your mind around it. Of course, not going to be the same, right? Because it's just a numbers game. You cannot have the same culture, uh, you know, versus a smaller company like pre-IPO, right? Um, so my my take is like I've seen both, right? And I'm 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 happy to be back at like a like that, um, you know, that that culture where you know, it's still kind of loose a little bit, you know, you know, um, uh, tra tra extremely transparent, everyone helping each other out without like thinking about it, right? Uh, and, but things always have to move forward and sometimes move forward, you gotta lose certain things. So I've seen this with Cloud there when, when you go IPO, <clears throat> things change, right? It has yeah. to change, right? There's no way it's not gonna change. Now your, your, your pressures are different as a company and, uh, and, and so your, the way you achieve things has to be different. The way you measure things have to be different. And the culture has to change, right? For for better or for worse. But I'm happy I've seen both sides. And I'm hopefully like I'm hopeful that, you know, uh, you know, the it, it the the fortunes here 
uh, are are definitely more successful. Like you know, moving forward, you never know, right? The the market can change in a blink. Uh, but you gotta just you know do what you have. You know, take what you have. Like you know, because nothing lasts forever, right? So I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna enjoy the time where it's like the the culture is great, knowing that it may change. So be it, right? So in, in the meantime, just kind of like take advantage of it, like you know. And and I am enjoying it. So and I'm back with Ron. So. You know, and Hubert, yeah. you gotta like, and we gotta be back together again. So, yeah. the interesting yeah. thing though is like, it's very, I like Mama was saying the culture is the same here at Databricks, like a lot of the same folks, but even the, the new people that we're meeting. But the thing that seems to be common in in our uh, company and I've also noticed in the industry is there's still very few Filipinos. Like Marlo yes. is one of the few yeah. Filipinos at Databricks. Um, I think there might be like Elmer's on my team, another gentleman that's uh, Filipino, but still not a lot. And um, even crazy. when I go visit customers, like you, once in a while, we'll you know, find a fellow Pinoy. But we got to change yeah. that, right? We got to change <laughs> yeah. that. We need more. Any any insight as to why? Um, I was spoken, speaking to somebody uh, earlier last week um under another filipino he seemed to think that there were few filipinos because it's, he doesn't think there's a few filipinos in tech he thinks it's just they're just really quiet and and they don't mm, i have a theory so <laughs> yeah i have a theory it's, per, it's our personality too right so um you know we like we're interested in things that are so very social, very fun, right? Uh, and very personal, right? So a lot of us, you know, the, the uh, um, you know, people think that, hey, Marlo, you're a nurse? I, I would if I, you know, that's a great trajectory because we're very like, you know, we, we like being with people, right? We don't necessarily, we'll choose a person versus a machine. So that's my theory is number one, it's like, we just naturally gravitate towards interacting with people. And that's why we're, you know, like a lot of us are in the, uh, you know, the nursing industry, right? Because we, that's like, that's everything you do is like interacting with people, right? Yeah, and, and so that's one of my theory. Um, secondly, I think that, you know, um, we don't, we don't, you know, uh, in, we don't inspire enough like you know uh others others that say hey you got to join this right you know because we're 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 kind of focused on just you know being successful right that i think as a as a community we need to kind of take some of the some of the energy to say hey you know this is a great great place to be you know this 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 industry is great you know uh it's very rewarding so you know we have to promote it um more within our community right uh, yeah. And I think, I think it'll change. It absolutely will change. I think there's going to be more of us coming. I know my daughter's coming, right? So <laughs> that, that, it starts there, yeah. like with the control. So my theory is, it's our personality. We're drawn to like, you know, uh, you know, more like, uh, you know, a lot of relationship, you know, uh, type situation where we deal, where we deal with like more of the, um, the a person like a human like, versus like machines so but but i know that'll change right it's just a matter of time right it's just we're we're we really are built for it right you know what about you ron what why do you think do you think there are a lot of filipinos or are they quiet or do you naturally think they're not i think there's just are... i mean it's just all interest i think it, it boils down to i mean 
what people want to pursue. I think we want to succeed. I have a lot of friends and, and family that are, you know, in the medical field that are, you know, in, in you know, high levels of accounting, um, you know, other industries, but doing their best. But, you know, tech just hasn't been an interest to at least some of the pockets of friends that I have, or I guess in general, when I walk around, we know that the Filipinos have been, you know, going around and, you know, we're all, we're everywhere. Maybe the, the interest just isn't there. So, so I do have a theory. I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot uh, as I, because, you know, growing up in Ohio, your identity as a Filipino can get really taken away by not being around a lot of Filipinos growing up. So I, so I struggle with this a lot when I think about um, my, uh, my identity as, as a Filipino. Um, so when I, when I talk to like grandparents and Lola's and the idea of America is always, uh, a big thing. Um, even, even in Canada, Ron, but, um, uh, I think it stems from like the world war two, you know, being saved by the, the U S um, and, and then having a lot of that left uh, of some of that American culture left in the Philippines that we, we take on as part of our identity. If, I'll say this, you know, the jeepneys, you know, the, the it's, it's almost like, a, a really good metaphor of what Filipinos are. Those jeepneys were jeeps from the war, from the war that were left there, right? So we took it, we repurposed it, extended it, made them buses, and there's tons of these jeepneys everywhere. And we make it like really flamboyant looking, and that they're beautiful, and they've become our identity. But at its roots, that's an American jeep underneath you know what i mean it's 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 so we have that like affinity towards americans it, look at our, our our language that the tagalog language there's a lot of words that are missing and we compensate and we with with you know american words in, in in the english language right um and when i talk to my parents about america they are hardcore love the country you know what mm -hmm. i mean even when they were in the philippines they love uh, America, because I think they guess we're around uh, learn that you know, they're supposed to love America because they coming from the war, I think yeah. uh, uh, they just knew to love this place so much. And, and, uh, and as they live here for a while, right, um, that hasn't changed. They still like really love America. Um, we yeah. absolutely do. And I, I'm proud of that, actually, yeah. you know, because you know why? We're grateful. I think as, as a people, we know like when, you know, uh, we benefit from some, something, right? And we never take that for granted. We're grateful, right? You know, like growing up, like, you know, you watch, you know, World War II movies, U.S. Is all, and the U.S. and Filipinos are always together, right? Battling, mm -hmm. fighting together, right? Mm -hmm. You know, also the culture you know, is very similar, right? We love the same things, right? We love entertainment, right? We love, you know, like basically anything American made in, in the entertainment space, we're going to eat that up 100%, right? No matter who makes it within the U.S., uh, we're going to eat it up because we love it, right? We, we, we have the same kind of like um, uh, affinity to things, right? What, what's fun, what's adventurous, you know? And also we're very hopeful, right? In, in America, it's like, hey, 
that's if you have hope, you're willing to work for it. I don't care who you are, where you came from, Filipino or not, right? Like yeah. we, we don't, we, they don't see us that way, right? America doesn't see you that way, and that, and I think we're fair because of that's like, you know, that's a fair country, and we'll always appreciate it. We'll never take it for granted, right? Yeah. I'm a big like, yeah, we're not perfect, but I'll tell you what, right? I've been, I've been like, you know, uh, I've been a lot of places in the world. I'll tell you what, we're not perfect. I'll, I'll, I'll. Uh, I'll pit us against anyone. I'll pit us against anyone, right? It's like you know, one on one. I'm I'm gonna root. I'm gonna root that we will win, right? You know, because 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 of the, you know, I think the the uh, our our base is really like about like you know, just merit, right? You know, it's Mm -hmm. like don't care. Really, it really is. Like, of course, it's always an exception, extremes. But I don't care where you come from, where you look like, what color your skin is. Just bring your talent, you know, bring your, your, your grit, your, your work ethic. And, you know, like the rest is up to you. Right. That's yeah. we're always going to appreciate that. Right. Because that's, that's all we need. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's how I think anyway. Um, you know, uh, like I said, like I'll, I'll, I'll uh, pit us against anyone, not Canada. Canada's like, you know, our number one. <laughs> so we might as well be the same. Right. So, yeah. Um, um, are do any of your like parents or um titos and titas do they have this dream of going back to the philippines and do they have they gone so far as to like purchase land and they say oh that's where i'm going to retire and and how close are they to actually doing that On my side, no, no, unfortunately, a lot of my titos and titos, they came over at a very young age mm. and many of them have not even been back. Um, my parents did go back. They actually took me um, to, uh, back home in 2000. So at mm. first time to the Philippines and they had just said things had changed so much and they actually felt like outsiders. So uh, while they would love to visit again, uh, there's no desire to, 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 to go back. I think a lot of it has to do with their immediate family came here mm. in Canada. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I call it Gen Zero, right? So <laughs> when, you're, when you're Gen Zero, absolutely you're looking to go back to retire there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I know like cousins that will, you know, that have land there. They're just biding their time to, you know, uh, retirement age, that's when they retire. My my parents, that's what they did, right? So my, my dad's no longer with us, but my mom is still there, right? So, you know, uh, I think it was like, 1999 right uh they decided hey we're retiring we'll move back home because they're gen zero right mm-hmm. um but my me my i'm, I'm gen one or gen 0.5 whatever right because i wasn't <laughs> born here uh I, I i'll visit but i'll probably will will remain here or somewhere else right but i, they, it will, I will always visit and i think gen gen the next generation you know, it's going to be the same. They're going to see it as like a land where they can visit where their their heritage came from. But you know, they probably gonna stick here. It's where the opportunities are. But I'm hopeful it'll change, right? Hopefully, you know, the the Philippines. I'm ho- always hopeful they turn turn it around because you know it's like it's all about like the the trajectory of the you know the built-in way of doing things in politics there, right? It's just. Uh, it's a unique place that way, but I'm hope that that will change for the better, right? Where it becomes a viable place for the new generation to consider, right? But it has to have the opportunity there 
to um, to build like a the standard of living that you know the new generation will be accustomed to. So it's going to be a hard like you know you know a hard competition. But hopefully, I'm I'm rooting for the Philippines to in the future become like viable in terms of like hey that's I can I can make it there. I can build something there, right? So. That that's what I'm hoping for anyway. But to answer your question, Gen Zero, absolutely, they're gonna come back. They're not gonna stay here. They're not gonna retire. You know what I mean? So, well, you guys, would you guys ever consider retiring to the Philippines? Like, I know I would. I would visit. I not not retire full time, right? I would do like maybe a month. You know, just to you know, every every couple right. of years, do a month visit, and then come back home in in, in your home base, right? If, uh, I, if I didn't have kids, I would probably yeah. go back and check it out for a while. But yeah. now that I have kids here, right, and they're probably they're they had know nothing about the Philippines except for that oh. I'm from Vietnam, right? And um, they're probably going to be sticking around here. So I, I I'd rather yeah be seeing them a lot more often than than rebuilding my Filipino identity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But here I'll tell you what, right? <laughs> Whenever I visit, so last time I visit was 2018, I swear like something changes in my mind where, oh my God, I'm going to buy a place here. I'm going to live here, right? You know, exactly. like, and then my, my wife, I remember, I was like, she's like, are you freaking serious, right? Like, you know, like, because it's kind of like a bug that hits you, like, you know, unexpectedly. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, I... your, your notion of things that you, you plan to do changes. It's like a momentary, you know, uh, a momentary lapse of, you know, of judgment because you, you have this ideal, everything was ideal. Right. But, yeah. you know, but um, luckily my wife's like, no, no, you're not doing like, you just did it. Come here, here. So, yeah. But then when yeah. you, when you go back to the state, like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so glad I'm back here. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah. I, have, yeah. I have my cars here, you know, I, mean, I have everything, you know, so it's just, you know, this human nature, right? It's like, you know, you visit somewhere like Hawaii, I'm gonna live here, you know what I mean? No, no, you're gonna come back home, right? Your home, your home is where you make of it. It doesn't matter if it's in the Philippines or here, it's your mm -hmm. home, your home base. And, you know, it doesn't matter, it could be another country too. That's not, not just in the US, right? Canada or uh, Australia, that'd be cool. I think Australia would be pretty cool, right? <laughs> but it's your home base, it's wherever your, your kids and their kids will be that's where i'm going to be right you yeah. know so that's basically how it works well let's uh that's the top of the hour um i'd love to do this again with you guys marlo Ron, yeah it was fun absolutely yeah. i mean i think we only scratched the surface you i know? think so too there's and, so much uh, more stories around like how we think we can you know, get the next generation excited this technology because it's amazing, right? Freaking LLM, right? Yeah. Um, our companies are like going nuts. Every single company is going nuts. I'm trying to like get my kids excited about it, right? So, you know, that's, I'm <laughs> not, it's not the, it's just the beginning, right? And yeah. that's a good thing. We're not there yet. You know? We all, we all have like there. such, yeah, such unique, unique stories, you know, behind, <laughs> um our our like identity of, of being filipino like the stories of, of, of growing up i'd love uh to hear patrick uh, angelus uh, yeah, next time when, when he when he makes it um i also have some other filipinos that i uh, was able to bring in um i'll do them separately because they couldn't make this one um but uh um but i'd love to do this uh, more often to talk to you guys and really see how um uh, try to get you know 
more Filipinos out there to to join the tech community. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah anytime that, that you know you want us to join, I'm, I'm there. Likewise.